Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You join us on the Big Red Bench on this Sunday evening that has seen Limerick crown the Monster Champions with a hugely impressive win over Tipperary today. Wexford, the Leinster champions after a cracking encounter with Kilkenny. We'll discuss those games in a bit and Kieran's also going to speak to our former Cork runner Shawnee McGrath about the Monster final and Cork and Westmeath next week. We'll also have the second part for interview with Alan Cadigan. We'll hear from Cork City's new signing Joel Coostrain. We'll talk to the Cork Admirals American football team and Cork City have announced that Frank Kelleher is going to be their new first team manager We'll talk to Frank about what that means and we'll also hear from Chairman Declan Kerry and from now first team coach John Cotter. That's all coming away between now and 7 o'clock on the Big Red Bench. Really glad you could join us uh, on the show this evening. Rory and Kieran are with you until 7pm this evening. We have a lot to discuss, Kieran. It's been a very busy day of sport. A very busy day of research for us as well, as we were basically just sat up watching the Sunday game for most of the afternoon. Listen, there's a lot in that. You've four screens going. It's a lot to take in. There's lots of research. So you're watching the Joe McDonough Cup final at the same time as the, as the Munster final. There was the Gainer Cup final. The Gainer Cup we were watching that on streams. Facebook. Um, we, had a lot to, we had a lot to... Um, <coughs> quote-unquote, research this afternoon. So it was a very hectic day of research for us. So I'm just glad we got all that research done and we weren't watching sport for the entire afternoon. That research helped us put together this show. Yes. So, and this roundup. That's what I tell myself. Yeah. Well, uh, starting that roundup, Limerick, I was going to say Liverpool, <laughs> but Limerick are the... Uh, Munster. That'll be a story if Liverpool were <laughs> crowned the Munster hurling champions. Limerick, yeah, they've been crowned the, the Munster champions for the 20th time they beat tape in the Gaelic grounds. Comprehensively, very comprehensively, 226 to 214 at 1-5 from the Pierce. Peter Casey helped the treaty to a 12-point win there as well. Uh, Limerick, their Munster minor champions as well. They defeated Clare 117 to 111 earlier on. And Wexford, they've bridged a 15-year gap to win the Bob O'Keefe Cup. They defeated Kilkenny 123 to 23 points in a very highly entertaining Leinster final at Croker. Uh, Maura Trasney Kelly was there. Goals win games and nobody knows that more than Wexford keeper Mark Fanning who buried a 63rd minute penalty after Rory O'Connor was dragged down by Enda Morrissey. Up until then, this Leinster final was nip and tuck the whole way and even that's unfair to say as Kilkenny were never fully put to bed. This is a battle fought as much on the sideline as on the field as two managers at the top of their game try to outwit each other. Some will say that the first half never really got to flow, but that would do an injustice to the skill and the off-the-ball work that was going on here, and to the accuracy as well of both TJ Reid and Lee Chin, the latter who from a place ball put three between the sides in the dying minutes. They'll be dancing at the crossroads tonight, full-time at Wexford Park. Wexford, 1-23, Kilkenny, 23 points. Will you be doing any dancing? Uh, at the crossroads with the putching in the porter thanks yeah. and jigs and wheels and polkas in the early morning yeah, yeah. that song has been burned into my brain um, is that a Wexford song though? that's a Wexford song yeah and for some reason that <laughs> line and only that line will be dancing at the crossroads with the porter and the jigs and the reels and the polkas until the early morning and uh, they also I can't even remember who sang it I have to find that out now um, we might even play it before the end of the show but a little bit but they were genius in rhyming Martin's story with the word story. Uh, What's the story 
Martin story. Lyrical genius. Very well done. wonder will Dublin people be giving out about that Wexford song being played <laughs> in Crow Park. <laughs> You're <laughs> still a bit bitter about that after I the football final, aren't you? Not bitter about it. But anyway, uh, yeah, Wexford, they're also Leinster minor champions for the first time in 35 years. They also beat uh, Kilkenny. Massive win uh, for them there. Uh, Cork, they're going to take on Westmead in the All-Ireland qualifiers next week up in uh, TEG Cusick Park in Mullingar. That's after the O'Moore County defeated Westmead this afternoon in the Joe McDonough Cup. It finished Leash 326, Westmead 124. That's an 11-point win for a Leash there. Locally in the Red FM Hurling League, Bride Rovers and Newstown played out a 2.13 to 19-point draw. And Newstown getting a very, very late point to uh, level that game. Uh, earlier on today, Roar, we were getting lots of tweets and, and messages as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was basically about uh, Ballincollig and Airog in the County Under 21A Football Championship semi final. Uh, that game was due to be played today in uh, Ballymaw, which is uh, one of Ballinora's pitches. Um, it didn't happen because the ref didn't turn up. Now, uh, very reliably informed that the ref wasn't notified about the game. Uh, I've been told by the county board that the match has been postponed until further notice until the CCC can consider a refixture date that's the official word on it now that was now maybe both clubs wanted to get it played that's the way it seems anyway on Twitter but the other games are only a quarter final stage I wouldn't I couldn't imagine why they'd be a mad rush to get it played according okay. to Twitter Aero flew players back for it it's not the county board's fault players are flown back either but right. you can see the frustration yeah it's not, it's unfair to the players who were taught they were playing a game today set yeah. up all week like they were playing today they get to the game there's no referee there um, which is look that's like it's it's yeah. a, a very hard on the players who now have to go back and just wind down again those players might have to go back to uh, I think they were flying from America I think where they were, were they on GM1's was it or yeah, possibly um, so they probably will go back to America now and probably won't be available for the semi-final so it's yeah, and, uh, look, uh, any referee, if they had known about it, they wouldn't not turn up for yes. a county semi-final as well, to be fair. It's been a breakdown in communication uh, Just somewhere. look, uh, yeah, just a very unfortunate uh, breakdown in communication somewhere. Uh, but anyway, that game didn't go ahead because of that. Uh, elsewhere in football, Cork City have confirmed that Frank Kelleher will take up the role of first-team manager. The former City player will work alongside uh, first-team uh, head coach John Collar and the rest of the management team. Kelleher managed Cork City women's team to to uh, FAI Cup success in 2017 was more recently involved with the Cove Ramblers Academy for the past year um, and his first game in the City Dugout will be Friday's game with Bose at Turner's Cross uh, a big mm. appointment yeah um, we'll talk about it more in a little bit but um, I think the key phrase in this whole sentence is pro licence holder Frank Kelleher yeah. uh, and uh, if you know what that means you know what that means um We'll hear from Frank a little bit later on, but it's a big appointment, a lot of experience. He's a very well-regarded coach. His attention to detail is second to none. Um, I'm sure he's going to be a great addition to the Cork City management team, and I wish Frank all the best in the future. Yeah, City, meanwhile, uh, in the past hour or so, they've signed uh, Joel Cucustrain on loan from Shamrock Rovers uh, until the end of the season with striker Graham Cummins going the other way. There'll be plenty of disappointment about Cummins going. Is Cummins going... On a loan? Yeah, it's on a loan until the end of the season, so Joel Coostrain comes back in, uh, comes the other way. Um, Is that a strange call? Little, yeah, it's, um, I'd imagine that if, 
um, John Connor are, uh, wants to bring in players. Yeah, he needs to get players out. He can't bring players in without players going out. So this is obviously um, the way of it. I hear there'll be another couple of signings later on in the week. The window opens officially tomorrow. Um, but yeah, Cummins rounding off his uh, Cork City uh, tenure, well, Cork City season uh, with that goal and that four-one defeat to Derry. Um, but yeah, look, Rovers have gotten a proven goal scorer, and if they can give him the service, he will score goals. That's basically it. Yeah, um, and look, that mightn't be any harm for City if he comes back then for, for next Definitely, season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, in women's football, uh, Cork have been crowned Gainer Cup champions. They've beaten South Tip 4-3 on penalties. The game finished scoreless. The South Tip goalkeeper actually got player of the match in uh, that one. Yeah, congratulations to Cork. Uh, great, great, great win. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Team Ireland will return home tomorrow with seven medals from the European Games. Uh, a gold medal has come in the bantamweight boxing for Kurt Walker, who said his dreams have come true. He beat Ukrainian Mykolo Butenko by a unanimous decision earlier on today. So a very successful um, event for the boxers. Mm, yeah, for certainly. Ireland. Yeah, the, the Irish boxers are again showing the way. Absolutely fantastic performances from them all week long. Um, and obviously, that, that's good going into Tokyo next year. Is that, I suppose that's what they've been building for is the the actual Olympics. I think I read somewhere um, Kelly couldn't obviously take part in the final because she hurt her wrist in the semi final, mm. but that they weren't too upset over that because the the end goal was it was it was great to, that she got so far as she did. Yeah. But the goal is Tokyo next year. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, in Formula One, then Red Bull's Max Verstappen he won a trillion Formula One Austrian Grand Prix. Ferrari's uh, Charles Leclerc had the, the the lead for most of the race, but he was passed at three laps to go. No worse way to lose out. Uh, Lewis Hamilton coming fifth in that one, does it? No. Uh, um, that result could be changed because oh. Verstappen is under investigation for that passing manoeuvre uh, with talks that he forced um, Charles Leclerc off the track. Uh, still no decision from the uh, stewards uh, at 6pm this evening. So if anything happens on that in the next uh, 50 minutes or so, that, That's happened a lot in the Yeah, last it's a reason why Formula 1... Um, um, doesn't hold the interest that it does for me I just want to see people racing I don't want to see results um, decided on, on that you just want to see two guys go head to head in racing and not be decided in the FAA stewards office afterwards which uh, has happened a number of times you just want to see racing and it looks I, I mean like I'm not a Formula 1 expert by any means but um, uh, Verstappen took the inside line and forced uh, Leclerc off the track so that's what they're investigating so um, I thought it looked class at the time and it'll be interesting to see uh, what the uh, stewards their interpretation of it is but um, not sure when that will be made public but still no word there uh, from 6pm mm. yeah right. uh, I'm going to hear briefly from uh, John Kiley speaking after uh, that fantastic one over Tipperary today um, yeah we worked really really hard today um, I'd probably put ourselves in a good strong position just before half time with that breeze you know um, but sometimes claiming with the breeze of that strength can be as difficult, you know. And at times we showed that in the second half. Um, there was a moment then in the second half we'd gone over five up, and the next thing was they turned around and it was back to two or three or whatever it was, you know. But it was a big swing. We had a great chance up below here to finish a goal. I think it was Kyle actually headed her. And next thing they go up the field and the ball is in the back of the net. So, you know, the game was there um, at that stage. And. You know, I felt we were probably going to make it harder work than, than it needed to be, but you know, we regained our composure and we started to put the scores on the board again and re-establish ourselves. Yeah, that's John Halley speaking after that win over Tipperary. Yeah, Limerick were phenomenal today, Kerr, weren't they? Absolutely. Uh, I thought they started very slowly. 
um, but they really got into it. Uh, they really, really did. It was fantastic performance from them and uh, really proves why they're All-Ireland champions and why they're going to be favourites again mm. to win the All-Ireland. That's the big question. Can anybody stop them? Well, Kieran's been speaking with former Cork hurler Shannon McGrath about that one's the final Cork and Westmead next week and the inclusion of Tom Kenny onto the uh, Cork management team. The scores in fairness Karen, came late in the game but they were definitely a 10 point better team um, I suppose they'd been kind of threatening at different stages throughout the campaign so far they hadn't really kind of caught fire they definitely kind of caught fire and exploded today really um, the defeat or the, 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 the size of the victory I suppose was a little bit surprising but um, I wasn't overly surprised that they beat Tipperary I think Tipperary at, at, at different stages as well throughout the campaign have um, you know looked brilliant and looked okay and um, you know they got a bit of a bunk from from Liam Sheedy coming in. Um, you know their bench mightn't be as strong as as people mm-hmm. think. They have a very good team, but some of the subs that came out today didn't really make much of an impression versus who came on for for Limerick. So, well, I wasn't surprised that Limerick won. Yeah, the, the level of the defeat or the the victory was a little bit surprising. But I did think that they were nine or ten points better than them, particularly in the second half. Yeah, um, massive performance from Peter Casey before he had to go off uh, injured after getting that um, belt but um, great performance by him actually uh, across the board Limerick they kind of started slow I thought Tip kind of got out of the, the, the traps better at the start but Limerick really came into it Yeah I suppose it, maybe it's what winning big championship games and winning all other runs does for a team they're very calm and they're very patient and um you know, they're very, I won't say rigid, but they stick to their game plan. These kind of short 10, 10 metre, you know, passes, you know, um, almost sometimes to players that are under pressure or being marked. So everything needs to go to plan. Their touch needs to be bang on. And, you know, the fellas coming off the shoulder then, that if a fella takes a quick pass, there's always someone coming to support. Um, and when Tip got the goal um, from, from Shane McCannon, which was actually a poor goal to concede because the space yeah. really opened up and they didn't close them down early enough. Um, and as the game went down, the full back line really got the grips with with the tip um, full forward line, the Limerick full back line. But just after that um, goal, again Limerick showed great composure. They stayed at it, and they got the scores themselves. Aaron Galan showed great leadership, set up Casey for the goal that brought them back into it. So I think it was a mix of maybe tip, maybe not just having I won't say fitness, but maybe the game news, maybe to finish it out, and Limerick just sticking to that game plan as I said, being terribly patient, and their key players coming to the fore. Um, Graham O'Kay walked tigerishly hard the full-back line was outstanding Hannon was brilliant centre-back midfield they got a great return Casey as I said got 1-5 Kyle Hayes got 1-2 um, all had contributed handsomely on the scoreboard so there's a mixture of having that sort of experience from last year knowing that the game plan will you know come if we stay patient um, and it definitely came in style in the second half they just blew temporarily away Yeah th- there was a lot of uh, time maybe more in the, the first half than the second half where there was so much space Players were running through. It was it was like the players couldn't uh, they didn't they couldn't understand that they had so much space. They didn't know how to do it themselves. Uh, there was a lot of that happened in the first half. I thought. Yeah, there was. Um, I suppose the game never really really caught fire. Right? It was a great build up twist. It was obviously a huge crowd out of their first rival between both counties. But yeah, it was a very open kind of game. Um, but like Limerick have that ability to make it open as well. They they crowd certain areas and. You know, I mean, sometimes you can overplay or overtalk maybe and overanalyze the game plan. They are exceptionally good hurlers as well. Their touch is just absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. And they really kill it dead. And the scores they got were of the highest of caliber. I mean, even the subs they came on there, Barry Casey got a superb score off the left on the run late in the second half. So they have that ability to bring players out. Graham Mulcahy, who started the full forward line, was nearly back in their half 
in his own half back line at different stages in the second half. So you're right, like at different stages in both halves, I thought they just created ferocious space in front of, of Gillan. Now, Gillan himself didn't have a superb game, but he still got a score and set up a great goal. I think Brendan Mara had a very good second half on him when he went back in him. But um, yeah, they have that ability, and I suppose they just rehearse it so well that everyone knows that if I'm going out, you're still inside. If I'm switching wings, you're going to switch with me. And, you know, they're just on the go so much that, you know, they seem to bamboozle Tipperary. And as the game went down, actually, which was disappointing, I suppose, from Liam Shady's point of view. It looked like they nearly threw their hat at it and just said, look, mm. this game has gone from us and they made loads of substitutions and the key players just kind of, I won't say lost the head, but they just dropped the head more than lost it and Bubbles gave away a silly free, it was a wild pull, he was lucky enough, I thought. Yeah. Um, he, was, he ended up being substituted himself after Noel McGrath never imposed himself in the game. So the key players at different stages were playing well-ish but never really imposed themselves in the game. Limerick were incredibly patient, unbelievable movement, great scores, particularly from distance. Um, and just completely deserved winners in the end. Uh, a couple of fantastic saves from both keepers, Nicky Quaid and uh, Brian Hogan. Some great saves. Yeah, um, yeah. It looked like a search. I suppose Seamus Cannon coming through there towards yeah. the end, and as I said, Nicky Quaid made a great save. And I suppose lucky for Tipperary that Hogan was in such good form because it would have been a complete whitewash altogether if mm. those scores went in. Um, and it just goes to show, I suppose, you know, the, the, the keepers. Everyone talks about the, the, the fast restarts and the long puck outs, but it's great to see the old-fashioned good shot stopping there as well because sometimes sort of um, restarts and the kind of puck out stuff gets overplayed as well. I just think you can't be at a good old-fashioned save. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. um, I think you get the crowd up off their feet and today hats off the two keepers their reception of Sarah. Yeah, um, so yeah, Limerick uh, winning the, the Munster final by 12 points. Uh, would you say they'd be a, a sure cert almost for the All-Ireland? Bearing in mind Cork um, is still in it, I know. Yeah, we're still in it. We've, we've as good a chance as anyone else. I suppose, look, it always happens after a big win, after a big game, particularly after the provincial final. If um, there's a resounding victory for any team, they're, they're obviously odds on to win the All-Ireland. And that's going to be the case tomorrow morning when the rookies are you know, giving the odds. It's going to be a case of them make very slim slim odds and a great chance of winning it and retaining it. Um, and to be fair, like they, as I said earlier, like they, they've been building. You know, Cork beat them earlier in the year. It was their first outing out and it looked like they were a team that hadn't caught fire, albeit they did a very good league campaign, but look, league and championship were pulled apart. Um, the intensity and the, just the, the, the pace and everything else. But they're right back up at that pitch now. I mean, they were exceptional today. It was just amazing. You know, like, sometimes they don't look as, you know, hurling-wise, maybe as good as the Tipperaries of this world, but kind of a surprise today just at how sharp their touch was. You know, these little, mm. dinky little passes, you know, they were bang straight into the hand, off the hurley, Exceptional skill levels, um, so yeah, they're going to be favourites after the victory today. But look, we could chat as good as anyone else. I think if we get a good run of it now, back through the uh, prelim qualif- qualifying game, and then please got into a qualifying and beyond, um, we've we've as good a chance as anyone else. But then we're going to take a fair bit of bait on the same thing. Yeah, speaking of that uh, prelim quarter prelim, um, going to be taking on Westmead, and I think Westmead have home advantage in Cusick Park. I think that's the way that works. I think a lot of people thinking it was Leash that we we'd be playing, but it's actually Westmead, according to GA. Anyway, um, do, do you think they'll trouble Cork? Well, without being disrespectful to Westmead, but Leash were were pretty rampant against them today as well. Yeah, they did 11 or 12 points in the end. They were, yeah. they were beaten by... Um, Joe Kale done a fantastic job above there and you know, they're definitely making, making progress and they've had a good campaign in the Joe McDonough tournament. But 
I suppose look the reality can is we're at nothing if we if we don't go up there and beat them. Um yeah. it's gonna be a good game and definitely looking at Limerick route last year, they benefited from those types of games and like you know, Cork, they know themselves, there's one or two positions still up for grabs, um there's one or two fellas still need to get a little bit of form back. So these kind of games with complete respect, and as you said yourself, they are a chance to sort of try one or two things, try try a bit of game plan stuff, maybe try some positional stuff and maybe give fellas an opportunity to get their form back. So we'll have to approach it in the right fashion and go up there with complete respect and, and um and approach it properly and train properly for it and um, and everything else but we should be winning a Kiran that set us up with a, with a quarter final then from the if they lose us from the Leicester Championship today um, so it be easy you know, regardless like, of who, who's going to be out of, out of that no that'll be tough that'll be very hard um, and like even though like we're kind of using the template or the example of Limerick last year that benefited them yeah you know I, look, I would see us beating Westmead and please God comfortably enough mm-hmm. but like your quarterfinal game and all that and beyond it's going to be extremely hard there's no poor team left in it um, you know your Dublins your, your, your Wexford Kilkenny's Cork Tipperary Olympics we're all you know they're all quality sides we're as good as any of the rest of them we're not a million miles ahead of any of them either so the standard is so even that every game we're going to play is going to be difficult we should win the next one um, but from there on in it's going to be extremely hard yeah, and uh, before I leave it go, Shani, um what do you make of the addition of Tom Kenny with the, the senior squad? Um, very good. Um, I, I, I played with Tom, he was a fantastic yeah. player, an exceptional hurler, and you know, the great servant to Kirk Hurling. Um, I never really involved in him in, in the coaching capacity, yeah. but I know that they have been involved in UCC and said that he's really, really good and thorough. Um, and he'll be a huge addition, he'll command great respect from the lads. And maybe it's just, you know, that little something extra, no harm in it, um, just something different with the almost a new championship starting now. I heard some of the panellists on RT today say that as well, like that once the provision stuff is over, you're almost into a new type of campaign, the way the thing is set up. So, um, you know, that'll bring a, another bit of freshness. So, please God, he'll do well and best of luck to the chat. Yeah. Well, look, uh, Sean, we'll leave you get back uh, to watching the, the GA and the TV, but uh, thanks very much for joining us on the, the bench this evening. No bother, Sean. Pleasure, bye. Yeah, Shani McGrath there uh, speaking to uh, Kieran about uh, today's uh, Munster final and uh, Tom Kenny, we didn't mention it yesterday but uh, a great addition to the management team here. Yeah, he's done uh, great work with UCC behind the scenes. It was just a... I don't, I don't know what you call it a strange call just that he's coming in mid-season we'll say mm. after Munster Championship but you know what it's a bit of freshness if nothing else and uh, it's no harm either you know. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, uh, Cork, of course, uh, facing uh, Westmeath uh, next weekend in Mullingar. That won't be confirmed until later in the week here, will it? Uh, no, because the football draw will be taking place tomorrow morning. I think it's half eight. And then the CCC will have to go off and meet. So it could be late Monday or Tuesday before any fixtures are, are confirmed uh, dates, times, of Probably venues. a Saturday, is it? I'd be thinking a Saturday with the footballers out on mm. the Sunday. Um, it could all boil down as well to TV rights. Yeah. Um, people that, like I, there could be a Saturday evening fixture. I, I would like to think they're not going to put Cork and Westmeath on as an evening fixture. Yeah. Uh, because you get, don't want to be out. <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to get back down from Mullingar for a se- after a seven o'clock game would be pretty uh, yeah. horrific. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd imagine that. But look, uh, you never know. Leash uh, will be taking on. Um, is it Dublin? I think it is. So that that could be the Saturday evening fixture, possibly. But mm. yeah, look, which it's all. Uh, 
just talk. So you're, praying, you're praying for two o'clock on Saturday afternoon, basically, is what you're saying? Oh, no, that's a very early start then, Roar. So maybe, maybe <laughs> half three, three. Half three, yeah. That suits you. That'll be okay. <laughs> All right, but it is Cork who face Westmead the next week. Their boss, Joe Quaid, was asked about the task facing them against the Rebels next weekend. We were focused on that as well, to know that this was coming. We weren't just preparing for today, we were preparing for next week as well. Um, I suppose the shackles will be off a bit next week. Do you know? So you um, welcome that game. Like you know, we welcome the game. Look, yeah. it's it's time for us to go out next week and, and express themselves probably a little bit more. Um, and I think it's a huge learning curve. We're going to be playing these lads in the league in six months, six months time. So it's not a game we're going to take, uh, you know, for granted. We've got to see where they are. We've got to see where we are. Um, because there's no point going up playing Division 1 hurling to say you've played it. We've got to go up and try and be competitive next year. So we, we'll be, we won't be treating the Cork match as a, a blasé match that we're just going out to fulfil a fixture. We'll be trying to learn something out of that and get as much as we can out of that game to see where we need to go and what the next levels we need to go at. Yeah, sounds like uh, Joe's knocking up there to, uh, to make up the numbers next week. He must give Cork a rattle. No one, look, he'll have his homework done in Cork as well. Anyway, he's a very proud uh, Limerick man. Um, and he's done he's done wonders everywhere he's gone. He was with Kildare there for a while as well. I think he won a Christie ring with uh, Kildare. So he's a very, very good coach. But uh, like that, I think maybe maybe they he's not expecting Westmead to beat Cork. Mm. He, he kind of, you got that from the players. Just look, there's no pressure now. Go off and play, mm. play away, you know, so... Um, but look, they're not going to just give, hand the victory to Cork yeah, exactly. either, you know. And so. Cork wouldn't want that either. No, the, the John Myler certainly wouldn't. Uh, so. uh, I'm going to go to Crook Park, get some reaction. We're going to hear from uh, David Fitzgerald. Now, uh, Pat Nolan from the uh, Irish Daily Mirror, the Gaelic Games correspondent, has been tweeting some cracking stats. David Fitzgerald, he says, has become the first manager in hurling history to complete the clean sweep of Leinster, Munster, League and All-Ireland titles. What a day for Davey, huh? Um, he says that Mick O'Dwyer and Paulie O'Shea won those four titles in football as well. And Davey Fitzgerald joined Jimmy Barry Murphy and uh, Michal Donoghue as the only managers to defeat Brian Cody on multiple occasions in Championship Hurling. What a record that is uh, for Brian Cody that only three managers have beaten him on multiple occasions in Championship Hurling. Going to hear now from uh, Davey speaking to the media uh, in Croke Park this afternoon. Davey Fitzgerald, Leinster final winner with Wexford. How does that feel? I'm just, you know, I'm just a lucky individual that I'm um, to experience this with a great bunch is unreal, and I'm, I'm delighted. They're, they're such a hard-working bunch. You have no idea what we put them through. We put them through a lot to mentally be able for a day like today, and they were well able for it, and I think we were deserving winners on the day. To me, it looked like, obviously, there was a battle on the field, but there was also a battle of wits again between two managers at the top of their game on the sideline. Today was tactically crazy, and people mightn't realise what's going on. There's a lot of stuff going on there today, even on poke outs, even on other stuff. It was there was a lot of work done, and um, it's nice to come out the right side of it. And I'm so happy for the people of Wexford that they get to experience, because you know there's been one or two times where things haven't gone our way, and they haven't they haven't thrown the knife in your back or they haven't been at you. They have stuck with you, and it's very important if you get a crowd to stay with you, you have a great chance of doing something. Yeah, actually at halftime, myself and Dahi Regan were discussing those pop pokeouts, and Dahi was saying, looking at it, that it looked like you had won that war that perhaps Kilkenny hadn't expected your strategy. Yeah, we changed it. It's, it's actually, there's a lot of stuff in it, and um, between theirs and ours, and um, I'm just happy it worked out today, and uh, trust me, it was, it was tough going out there. 
I know I was watching you. We were all kind of worried for you watching you. And I was watching it full time. You did the same thing as you did in 2013 when you won that All-Ireland final, down onto your knees. It's like your body can't even hold the joy. It's... Um there's a lot of pressure, a lot of stuff. Like, and I actually wanted these boys to win so much. I really, they've been so loyal to me. They would, if I asked them to do it, and they would do it. And um, if you get a team like that, as I did in Clare with 13, you have a chance of doing something. You know, and I love doing things you're not meant to do. I enjoy that more than that. You like winning yourself, though, not just the lads. Ah, every now and again, yeah. <laughs> I let you off to celebrate, Davy, because I know you want to go and enjoy with your team. This is big for Wexford. You have no idea. You have no idea what it means to put pe- smiles on people's faces, and I'm happy for them. We'll enjoy it a few days, and then we'll think about what's next. Thanks. Yeah, that's right, Dave, for sure. They're very emotional, and kind of he sounds completely like drained from the entire experience this afternoon. We're very, very emotional, very, very proud of his team. Yeah, Anna was just telling me uh, before we came on air that she rang him yesterday yeah. just to wish him well or whatever, and he just said, oh, I can't talk to you, I can't talk, I'm too nervous, can't talk. <laughs> so, and yeah. uh, he was brilliant to the look, he got it tactically spot on as Maura Trost alluded to there um, they were just brilliant today and um be interesting to see how far they can go now here. yeah the, like it will be interesting but they're a, str- they're a strong enough team Davey's done done great work with them over the last two or three years this will probably be his last year with them as well mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk he's going to go back to Clare but um uh, look, I'm I'm glad Cork have actually avoided Wexford as well. That's if they beat Westmead. That is, uh, I think they'll be playing Kilkenny. But um, yeah, Wexford are, are going very well this year. And with Galway out of the equation, the All Ireland Championship is very open as well. Cork and Kilkenny and Thurles. That's a nice thought, isn't it? That'll be nice. Yeah, Certainly. we have to beat Westmead first. We have to beat Westmead first next weekend. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up on the show, we am um, going to talk American football. But up next, we're going to talk about Frank Kelleher's appointment as Cork City first team manager. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Well, the big news coming from Cork City today um, was the news that Frank Kelleher has been appointed first team manager. Um, he comes into the existing management team with John Cotter, who will now assume the role of uh, men's first team head coach. Alan Bennett remains as the assistant head coach. And Liam Carney, Colin Healy, Mick Punch, assistant first team coaches, and Eddie Hickey uh, remains on as goalkeeping coaches. Well, now Frank played for City in the mid 80s, and he was the manager of the Cork City women's team that won the FAI Cup in 2017, um, as uh, they defeated um, a very, very fancy DCD Waves team 1 0 at the Aviva Stadium, thanks to that. Uh, incredible goal from uh, Claire Shine in the first half absolutely cracking goal from uh, Claire but Frank was unveiled this afternoon and uh, he held a press conference along with uh, Chairman Declan Carey and with John Cotter as well we're going to hear from all three I've separated them out so we'll hear from them all individually uh, so we're going to hear from uh, Frank first um, talking about his appointment as Cork City First Team Manager Frank what's your reaction on Declan Um Absolutely delighted to be given the opportunity Rory to be honest um, as I say I was with this club uh, a few seasons ago and it's great to be back when Declan asked me you know I'm a, first of all a Corkman secondly a huge Cork City supporter and you know this has been part of part of sort of my life in terms of following this for a long long time so it was great to be asked back yeah I'm you really looking forward to it. I mean it was a difficult conversation to have with the chairman Michael um, 
but he wished me all the best and I rang Stuart Ashton and they wished me all the best I spoke to them about 10 days ago when I knew and uh, they wished me all the best with this Was Stephen's departure kind of a factor in the to be perfectly honest, no. Um, it had it had nothing to do with it. Um, it was just that Declan made the approach about ten days, ten or eleven days ago, and you know, asked me to become part of the team, and I was I was delighted. So, how about you feel you bring on board into the management team? I think experience in terms of having worked with young players. Um, I would have done that in youths level with Cork youths, and I would have done it with the interleague team and with the Munster interprovincials. So working and coaching young players um, experience in senior level in the women's game um, the demands would have been similar you know with, with Cork City women's um, and taking you know taking that, that football club from where they were to where they were now attention to detail is something that I'm very sort of would be a strength of mine analysis would be a strength of mine um, and you know from a coaching point of view having done the pro licence is a big advantage in terms of working with an organisation there's no doubt about that You, like you mentioned you worked a lot with younger players and obviously with the HLE team and, and uh, with the Coke Academy so I presume it's an aim to help bring a lot of City younger players through you know the, the fans always kind of appreciate when there is a, a good strong local core yeah, I think the fans absolutely do, and I think like Colin Healy is doing a fantastic job with as as the, the head of the academy at the moment, and you can see how the academy teams are doing in their in 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 their respective leagues at the moment. I think you know there's Cork is a great football community. Um, I think we've we've always produced some absolutely quality footballers in the city, and I think it's you know it's something that we'll continue to do with this football club if you look at the age profile of the club I was only talking to John today about it it's a very young squad and I think what needs to happen is that people need to be patient with that squad as well that's very very important because the quality is there um, and I think you know they're, they're absolutely going in the right direction but yeah it has to be about promoting people through the system yeah for sure I think I think approaching the new position will have a number of elements to it. I think come in and observe for the first few the first the first few weeks and you know I've met I've met all the backroom staff and that's great. Observe the players, work with them, get to know them individually, get to know the the, the, the squad collectively, do all those sorts of things. Make lots of notes, Trevor. You know, that's one of the things that I do, you know, and be very open and very honest with with the people. That 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 are in that are in this club. There's some great people in this club and the backroom staff, and there's some very very good players. Um, and then evaluate things very very quickly, and uh, t- start to turn turn things around, which is important, you know. Yeah. There's still a lot to play for, though. You know, there's the European games, there's the FEI Cup games, um, and I'm I'm just delighted to be involved in those. One of the things that it's taken me, it's taken me quite a long time to get to this level and work, so um, I'm delighted with the opportunity. My strengths would be I'm an attention to detail person um, in, in most of the things that I do. Um, I like problem solving is something that I'm, I'm pretty good at as well. Um, I'm, very, I'd be, I'm very honest with people, you know, and it's, it's just, it's been the way I've been, I suppose, in my football career all the, all the time, really. And I've won things at each team that I've worked with I've won something with so um, that's an advantage to you. so it, it means that you know where you need to go and how you need to get there and what you need to do you know so that, that they'd be the strengths that I'd have That's Frank Kelleher there Cork City's new first team manager speaking at a press conference this afternoon um, 
as uh, he was unveiled as the first team manager. Um, yeah, and he is, certainly brings a wealth of experience here. I mean, like, uh, as he mentioned there himself, he brings a lot of strength, brings a lot to the table, and it's going to be a great addition to the management team. Yeah, he did a great job with the uh, Cork City women's side. Mm. Uh, when he was there, we would have had a lot of dealings with him then. Um, so a fantastic uh, appointment, and hopefully it'll uh, spur City on a bit, because they need it you know mm. uh, hopefully starting tomorrow with, with Finn Harps and Frank has uh, mentioned earlier in the dugout for the Bulls game which is obviously yeah. going to be incredibly important game as well yeah it'll be a very proud moment for Frank I'm sure being in the Cork City dugout uh, on Friday night at Turnus Cross going to hear from uh, the chairman now uh, Declan Carey um, explaining um, why they've brought Frank in yeah it is yeah look um had a chat with John a couple of weeks back about uh, you know possibly bringing someone into the the backroom team. Um, look, Frank, look, his uh, track record speaks for itself. You know, he's won trophies for the club, um, won the FAI Senior Cup with the women's team only two years ago. Um, he was a big part of the club uh, a couple of years back, and he's obviously been with Cove for the last year now. But look, we saw the opportunity to bring Frank in, and yeah, more than happy now to have him on board with us. And yeah, I'm sure he'll um, you know bring his own ideas to to the backroom team and. Yeah, it's uh, great to have him back. Frank, as you said, there is a UEFA Pro license holder. Um, you know, he's studied the game with some huge names recently as well, as part of his own course. Um, look, and as I, as I said earlier as well, Frank, you know, he's huge experience at all levels of the game. Um, he's actually brought players from that Cork Youth League Academy through to Cork City's underage. Some of those players have even gone across the water as well, you know, so he's got a great track record. Um, I sat down with Frank myself and we spoke about things about his experience and and um, how we feel he might work with the rest of the backroom team and uh, yeah as, as Frank said he's a Cork man um, I think it, it, that can only help things as well having another Cork man um, in the backroom staff and you know um, but yeah look we're very excited to have him on board and yeah spoke to John again as I said about what, what Frank can bring to the team and he's more than happy for Frank to come on board and offer his own ideas and, and help the squad so yeah, we're, uh, we're very excited now about the latter half of the season, to be honest, with, with Europe and, and the FAI Cup yet to start as well, so exciting times, I think. A lot of our supporters will know Frank, uh, you know, he's uh, in affiliation with the club for a number of years, you know, he's a, a former player back in the in the mid-80s, um, managed our, our women's team, uh, a lot of fans will have fond memories as well of, you know, being up in the Aviva for the that time we won the double with the men's team and, and, uh, and Frank and the women's team picking up the, the senior FAI Cup for, for the women's side, um, so yeah, look... Hopefully our, our fans now will, will, will get behind the whole team, um, backroom staff, players, um, all of the staff uh, for the rest of the season. You know, obviously we're in a difficult place in the table at the moment, but as you said, we've a lot to play for. And look, we just need the whole of Cork now to come out and support the team. Um, you know, personalities aside, you know, we're all in this together and, you know, everyone wants the best for the club. Everyone wants to get back up the table, wants to, you know, get through rounds in Europe, wants to get a good run in the FAI Cup, possibly get us back to the Aviva again. We all want the same things. So, look, I think we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best at, at trying to get all those things in place and, and try to achieve things for the rest of the season if everyone rolls in behind everyone from our, you know, forest shareholders, season ticket holders, the guys that go to the cross on a Friday night with their kids just you know, come out and support the team um, as Frank said as well there's a lot of young players as well in the team at the moment who like you know will thrive on that kind of support as well and you know that's, that's all I can say really is get behind the lads and, and you know leave, leave personalities aside from it Yeah it's Declan Kerry there Cork City Chairman speaking about the appointment of Frank Kelleher going to get thoughts now of uh, John Cotter to Frank's appointment And John Tavern and Frank's experience on board the team now it has to be a benefit Absolutely and look obviously as you hear Frank speaking First and foremost, he's a passion for the club, which is um, 
which is a must. It's something you have to have. And he's a local man, and he's worked with the club before. And look, you can never have too many of those people around you. And um, the staff has a lower them as it is. And Frank is no doubt will play a major part in, in going forward that way. And um, as he said earlier, he's plenty of experience. And look, it's something that um, no doubt all of us be willing to to learn from as well and to tap into that. And look, it's all positive going forward from there. Does this probably free you up, John, to just focus on the football side of things and the coaching of the team? Um, well, to be fair, look, it's all look to be, to be pushing forward and driving forward. It's a collective effort anyway, to be honest. And look, none of us are afraid to get us to get our hands dirty, whether it's filling water bottles or pumping balls, whatever. Everyone is has to row in together, no matter what job you have to do. And that's something we've all been doing. And um, look, it's it's great to, as I said, it's great to have these people around, and it takes a, a team of people to push forward and drive forward and that's what it's going to take to help the players drive forward and no doubt Frank will be a major factor of that Frank is as I said earlier he's passionate about the club he's experienced um, he wants what's best for the club and that's that's what we need and um, honesty as Frank said is a major part of it um, I'd be an open and honest person anyway and uh, I'd like people to be the same to me So um, and Frank is definitely that and I don't doubt once people are that um, will there be arguments and disagreements with staff along the way absolutely but that's part of it as well and once people are open and honest that way I think you'll always have a good healthy working relationship Yes, John Cotter there speaking after uh, Frank's appointment this afternoon there might be people here on saying now it's a case of too many cooks Possibly, but uh, sure, look, don't they have a great uh, management team there now? And look, John Cotter um, is still uh, head coach mm. and, and Frank coming in as manager. Um, I, think look, I, think, I think it's a positive appointment bringing Frank in. Um, wealth of experience, pro licence holder. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, what changes now with Frank's uh, appointment, but... Um, yeah, I think it's a very, very good appointment. Yeah, look, they all have the same thing at heart, and that's yeah. Cork City to do better. They're not uh, going to be all gunning for each other, you know, looking mm-hmm. for the, the top job at the end of the season. I think they all want uh, Cork City yeah. back where they should be. And Joel Kustrain is one of the players who will be helping them do that. The winger has arrived on loan from Shamrock Rovers. Graham Cummins going in the opposite direction on loan until the end of the season. This is Joel speaking uh, to CorkCityFC.ie. Uh, earlier on today yeah I'm absolutely delighted uh, it's obviously a massive club and I just can't wait to get started and play games and, and everything so obviously a massive club and a massive following so can't wait to get started and I know obviously you're Limerick lads there's a couple of Limerick lads in the squad as well would you know them beforehand or? yeah I did yeah I know Tighe and Darren we're close to home now so yeah it's good and for you I suppose the, the target is probably just to get as many games under your belt as you can that's it yeah just to try and play well and, and you know, get the three points is the main thing like you know so Winning, winning games and playing games like can't do much better than that. Like you know, so hopefully I can bring a bring a bit of uh, you know <laughs> for the games and stuff. You know, we'll see how it goes. And, and in terms of let's say the Cork City fans, maybe people who might not have seen you play before, what, what can they expect for you? Do you think? Uh, I think I'm I'm direct. I try and look for a pass, and uh, I can try. I'll try my best to get a goal or two. You know, and and I just do my best for the team. And I always give a hundred percent. So. Yes, Joel Krugstrain, uh, Cork City's uh, new signing, um, arriving from Shamrock Rovers, um, ahead, well, 
I suppose you can't officially sign until uh, tomorrow when the transfer window opens. Uh, but a good signing for Cork City and uh, be interesting to see how he gets on in the green shirt of Cork City. Now, City, of course, uh, on the road again tomorrow night. They uh, face Finn Harps tomorrow evening. Um, going into the game on the back of the 4-1 defeat to Derry City. Um, earlier on today I got a chance to speak to John Cotter about the game John just on tomorrow night how have the players responded to the Tom Nashton game on Friday night and has there been an improvement in the captions um, yeah look um, Tom Nashton might be one way to put it but to be fair look they've been great we had another chat this morning uh, they went to recovery yesterday we trained this morning and look these players have been brilliant most of these players have been here for how many years and they've been brilliant here and look I know their characters well I know their personalities well and I know they'll respond in the right way tomorrow and that's exactly what you'll be looking for in times like these people to respond in the right way and show what, what guts and character and they do have and I know they have and um, I've no doubt we'll see that tomorrow. Is Graham coming to part of travelling to Scott tomorrow? Um, no, look, Graham won't be part tomorrow for um, just, as we mentioned the other night, there's just a few talks going on that way so he won't be travelling with us today, no. And then, sorry, James City has gone as well as he... Yeah, James is. Um, look, it was discussions that were going on for weeks. Obviously, as yeah. everyone knows here, um, and he did love his time here, and we loved having him here. He was, I think, in the last two months, he really showed what a good player he is. Once he settled into the league, and um, look, he just wants to go back to Brighton and see where that takes him. And look, we wish him all the best because he was he was a great lad, um, available every week, and look, who knows what what will happen further down the line with him but look we'd wish him all the best in his career no doubt he'll go on to have a very good career for himself and is Carl back from injury yeah Carl's in the travelling party so hopefully he'll be available um, just did a small bit this morning but whether he's available to start the game tomorrow we're not sure at the moment but he's travelling with us yeah no it's um, it's one of the hardest places you can go to to be fair Um People, a lot of people in this league might underestimate the likes of Finn Harps and Ollie Horgan and Hegsey who's with him and Finn Harps are a proper League of Ireland club and uh, they've done an incredible job with them um, any time they've got relegated they come straight back up and uh, we've gone up there many times over the last few years in six, 2016, 2017 and we've always come away with 1-0s really I know this year we scored 4 but that game was in the balance too until Garrod scored a wonder goal just in half time to level it up a two all and scored another wonder goal just after half time so we're under no illusions that it'll be a tough game and it's always a tough game up there and if you're not prepared to fight and that's what Finn Harps bring all that so you have to fight them and, and work and have a right attitude up there so look I've no doubt we'll do that and um, hopefully we can come away with three points from there Are you glad you're back and actually straight away I suppose having a week to kind of wallow in the Absolutely anyone that knows me I always say that Um I always say it look we had a great chat this morning um, very positive to be honest it was all positive and I've no doubt they'll respond in the right way and look if I was playing I'd want a game tomorrow to go up and put things right and I've no doubt the players are in the exact same frame of mind and look I'd be confident that they will do that and um, going up tomorrow and hopefully that we can go up there and do that and come away with three points Thank you starting now tomorrow tomorrow your first day first game no, I'm not actually travelling with the party. Um, I'm not travelling with the party tomorrow, but I'll be at training on Wednesday, first training session back. Um, and then the, the Bohemians game will be my first game. But I want to wish the boys the best of luck um, for tomorrow. I think this is a big game for us, yeah, and I think the quality is there. Absolutely. Like even the other night, I think, was it Graham had a great chance from a set piece and it just puts mm-hmm. it wide. And no Garrod, another chance that Peter Cherry makes a good save. And um, look, people are working very hard to rectify that. Um, and no doubt we'll continue to keep doing that I know we scored four there 
two of those were two wonder strikes in Garrod and we settled for another one of them at least tomorrow but um, I've gone up to Finn Park very rare do teams go up there and score three or four goals to be honest um, I know they're the bigger size and went up this year and came away with luck, or not lucky wins but uh, tight wins to be fair so look the game might be in the balance for a while but we've got to be patient and, and stay in the game and, and keep working hard and hopefully when you do those things that the rewards come your way yeah, it's John Cotter there speaking ahead of tomorrow's trip to Finn Harpsbury. Best of luck to Cork sitting back in action at Turners Cross on Friday evening. And the Cork Admirals are returning to action next week with their big family fun day at CIT as they take on the West Dublin Rhinos on Sunday afternoon. Head coach Alan Masney and defensive coach Brendan Kelleher join me in the studio today to talk about it. First off, though, I had to ask Alan about their scoreless draw they had with the Belfast Knights in horrendous conditions last week. All right, lads, um, I'm going to start off with a first question. A scoreless draw last week um, is quite unusual. Head coach, tell us what happened. Yes, Rory, it is very unusual in our sport to get a 0-0 draw. Um, I think the fact that we had torrential conditions mm. didn't help either team. Um, there was quite a few turnovers. Ball handling was very difficult. Mm. Um and literally, I think, you know, both teams moved around up and down the field, but just couldn't punch it in mm. at the end. So uh, we came very close towards the end of, of, of getting the win, but wasn't to be. So mm. it was uh, it was most unusual. <laughs> uh, Brendan, was that like the worst conditions you've ever seen for a game? Uh, it's definitely up there. Definitely up there. I think, um, you know, you're kind of struggling to see the opposite sideline for some of the some of the more heavier parts of the rain. Uh, look, I, I mean, we've we've kind of we've had a few more like that this year where we played another game and you know it was like it was like a hurricane up and down the field and you know I think we haven't had a look with a bit of luck with the weather and you know it really doesn't suit us when you think like that. If you look at the, the, the kind of the scoring stats, you know, our, our passing this year has been outstanding. On any time we've got a you know a half decent day to throw the ball, mm. we've thrown it around really really well. So you know it didn't suit us. I think they were licking their chops when they came down. I thought that mm. they could kind of get us in a headlock maybe and hold <laughs> us in it for, for four quarters. You know, I suppose the the, the upside of that on is you're still unbeaten for the season. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, uh, it was as close as you can get to a loss without actually losing. And you know it was uh, probably no harm to get a bit of a wake-up call as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're still undefeated. We're still going for um, try and get our seventh win out this Sunday in CIT, and uh, you hopefully going to the playoffs then on a on a on a, on a win streak. Yeah, so six zero and one so far in the season. You must be delighted with the way things have gone. Yeah, yeah. The the, the season has gone very well for us. We have some. Um, you know, I suppose it was the hardest schedule because when when you're the champions from the previous year, you get the, the hardest schedule the following year. So we faced every other playoff team from last year, this year, um, and you know we've had some great results. We've been to Belfast, one been to Dublin, and one one home. So you know, all going well. We'll try and win another one at home now this Sunday. Must be glad to have the week off this weekend, really. Yeah, yeah, it was a rest was good. <laughs> Still trying out. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. uh, Brennan. A uh, big day for you uh, next Sunday. Yeah, uh, we try and do this once every year, where we try and build a like a family fun day or a festival kind of atmosphere around the game. So just trying to make it more like the kind of way the game is played or the game is kind of celebrated um, mm. across the water and state. So you know, just some some attractions around it. So we have stuff for the kids, other stuff for the adults as well. And in the middle of it all is, is our game with the West Dublin Rhino. So out in the stadium, field in CIT, I think people are kind of having have seen it for the last couple of years, uh, probably seen the photos, and videos mm. online and stuff. So I look, it's it's great day out if people have are thinking of for something to do. You know, the weather is looking like it's going to be really 
really good as well. So come on down and, and see it. Is, is what I would say. And still a lot of attractions kind of off the field and stuff as well. Yeah, look, stuff for the kids. A lot of face painting. Um, we have some bouncy castles and things like that for the kids. There'll also be performances by Mon for college during the game as well. Um, look, there'll be music. There'll be plenty of um, variety in in, uh, in food stalls and vendors. And you know, in the middle of it all is the game. So like, if you're a you know an armchair fan, you'll probably get to see it up close. Mm-hmm. You know, if you haven't seen it before, but it's a great environment. You know, obviously a beautiful stadium in CIT for us to play. And we're delighted to get uh, to get in there and and uh, kind of showcase the sport in Cork so if you've ever thought about going to see a game live this is probably the one to go to in Cork this year and what are you expecting from the Rhinos now next week Rhinos have done very well they've been uh, promoted from the um, the IFL one last year and uh, they've won two games already out of you know which is which is very good for a team that has been promoted um, so they, you know they've a very fast quarterback that, that throws well on the run so we have to keep an eye on him and uh, you know we'll um, we'll do our best to try and contain that and Try and score a few points this week. Brendan, is it uh, everyone just coming down the day? Is it our. Yeah, just it's uh, five euro for adults and uh, it's free for, for kids under 12. So just come on down, you can pay your five at the gate. And, and like I said, all the stuff once you come inside is, is free then. Put your hand in your pocket for your for the buy the food that you might get, but everything else uh, everything else after that is, uh, is free of charge. So and we've had some really good crowds there for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially like uh, like not so much last year. I think we kind of came up with a, against the, the car cars playing the Monster Finals yeah, the same yeah. day. So it was, it was difficult to get the crowd, but previous to that, like we had some really good turnouts, you know, and it just I suppose the, the crowd adds to the atmosphere and starts to to build into something then and I look I think people can kind of get a better appreciation for the sport if they kind of come down and see it at, at one of these events as opposed to coming down to one of the regular season games because that's kind of more typical of how the sport is played and how mm, the sport yeah. is celebrated across the across the water and, and even more so in, in the, the, most of the clubs in, in the in the UK most clubs in Europe are kind of doing some similar stuff as well so and as long as the weather's not like last Sunday I hope yeah. not yeah, yeah. I hope <laughs> not yeah. get to try and score some points <laughs> lads thanks man for coming in uh, best of luck next weekend thanks, 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 thanks for Yes, the Cork Admirals there, John Nielsen, studio head of their big family fun day at CIT next Sunday afternoon. Sounds like it's uh, going to be uh, a cracking afternoon. Going to hear uh, briefly from uh, Kilkenny manager Brian Cody after their defeat to Wexford today. Or if you don't mind, I'll keep it very short, I promise, Brian. Brian Cody, commiserations. I know you're probably tired repeating yourself in a million interviews post-match when you're disappointed as well. Yeah, no, look, I mean, that's it. I mean, we wanted to win the Lancer final. We didn't win it. So um, we're in the other quarter final now and that'll be on two weeks' time. So that's our total focus. We're disappointed, of course, not to win the game, but that's where we, that's where we go now. It might be a silly question, but do you get any consolation from the fact that you won, you, d- you lost with your boots on? Like, there was nothing that you did wrong. It's just Wexford came out the better end of it. Well, look, I mean, uh, nothing but praise for the players that the effort was there, the genuineness, the honesty. Uh, they worked to the very, very end. And, I mean, who can ever predict what's going to happen in a game? There's always one team will come out on top and the other team eventually will, will be disappointed and we're disappointed today. Finally, I know you want to run off. I won't keep you. Um, how long will it take now to bounce back from this and recalibrate? We don't have much time to bounce back because we're playing in two weeks' time. So that disappointment um, is part and parcel of the bouncing back because you hold on to that disappointment because you don't want to you don't want to get used to it. So we'll have to go ahead and prepare for the next game. He's not a man used to losing, Kieran, is he? A bit more so now than he used to, but um, he still wouldn't be a uh, whole pile used to to losing. All right, he's going so long; he's around yeah. uh, such a long time. But do you know, every year it's like, is this Cody's last year? Is this Cody's last year? Yeah, is this Cody's last year? He just stays on. But uh, sure, look, he loves it as well, I suppose. Um, yeah, but sure, they're still in it, you know. Uh, obviously, you're going to be a bit disappointed when you don't win a provincial title, but uh, they're still in it. Um, they're playing... Um, well, they're going to be playing Cork or Westmead, I suppose. So, uh, look... They they get to see the match next week. They'll get to prepare better than uh, Cork or Westmead will, so... Yeah. 
All right. Uh, just before we finish up, as we mentioned at the start of the race, with all the Formula One fans, uh, Max Verstappen was under a steward's investigation uh, for the passing manoeuvre um, on Charles Leclerc. Uh, no further action has been taken. That means Verstappen keeps the race win. Um, so he has won the Austrian Grand Prix this afternoon. We are out of time. Thank you very much indeed for tuning our way this evening. We're back next Saturday from 6pm. What will be another massive weekend of Gaelic Games action. Catch our podcast, redfm.ie and redextra.ie and we're via podcast as well. Follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench. Alan Donovan's up next with Green on Red. Enjoy your Sunday evening, folks. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Tax-